0: beginning to do the things that we did before this, uh, pandemic hit, uh, which is, which is a good thing, which is a good thing, um, that involves school, work, uh, recreational activities, um, but, uh, one topic that's important to me is, um, dating, so, Uh, I came across this article, uh, some time ago, uh, during my, during my hiatus, and, uh, you know, well, well, I'll, I'll explain as I go. Okay, so this is written on February 12th, and this was in InStyle.com, from InStyle.com. All the people we said we'd never date before. Okay. Uh, what is a quote deal breaker when you haven't been close to another hu- with another human for 11 months? In my early 20s, I fell madly in love with a guy who ashed his cigarettes into the front pocket of his flannel shirt. When that romance mercifully ended, uh, quote ashes, cigarettes, ashes, cigarettes, in pockets, end quote, uh, became my number one deal breaker. Seems like an obvious one, but we all make mistakes. As you move through relationships, it's natural for the deal breakers we swear by to evolve. From, quote, must not uh, ash cigarettes into pockets, to must love dogs, to must understand how to use a hamper. For many, though, the experience of dating during a pandemic has shifted their deal breakers to include things that they would never have imagined to to be make-or-break qualities in a relationship. For others, pandemic dating has actually caused them to cut down on their deal breakers because, well, they're lonely and horny, and maybe if a guy doesn't love dogs, you could still use... You could still have a good or at least decent, semi decent time. Um, this is something that I I didn't really talk about, but this is something that I I thought about and kind of predicted. Um, when you can't do the things that you normally do, um, your standards your standards uh, go down, and so what happens is uh, you look at you look at things and it's like, well, I used to, you know I used to not do that before, but you know I would give anything just to. Cause like like take for me take me for example, um, I'm just I just want to eat inside a restaurant. I honestly almost don't care what restaurant it is. I just want to eat inside a restaurant. So my standards in that area have fallen. Um, but this is this makes a whole lot of sense to me, and this is something that I kind of predicted that um, to make up for the loneliness and to make up for the level of horniness that people are feeling. You know, they're just going to be like, uh, whatever. You know, he's not, you know, they're not ideal, but I guess they'll do. Quote, COVID has changed my dating deal breakers in strange ways, says Erica Russell, a comedian and copywriter in LA. For the first few months of the pandemic, she stopped dating completely. Quote, I was highly dependent on a denim body pillow with Channing Tatum's face duct taped to it, she says of those early days and nights. That doesn't surprise me at all, actually. Over the summer, Russell started uh, dating first via apps, and then in person. One relationship got serious quickly since they were spending so much time together. Uh, I love you was said early on, and then they settled into a rhythm that would have probably taken months before masks and quarantine to find our lives. The romance ended almost as quickly as it started, though, because Russell is, you know, immunocompromised, and the guy... She was dating wasn't willing to change his lifestyle. He was going out to bars when cases were exploding. Russell says that spoke volumes to me. It said something about his character. You know, I was reading. I was reading this. Uh, I was reading another piece on how uh, there are talks of people putting in their putting in their profiles of, you know, you know, already vaccinated or fifty percent vaccinated. Um. Let me, let me say this. I don't think it's gonna last. I don't think it's gonna last too long with people with people doing that. because um, me me personally, I don't care if someone is vaccinated. Um, and you know, it's just it's just really it's really really important that people understand. Just because someone doesn't, just because someone does something that you don't like, doesn't mean that they are a bad person. For I mean, for example, I mean, I'm I'm immunocompromised, sickle so cell an anemia. I've talked with doctors, and you know, they pretty much said, "Look, if you get this, it's pretty much it. If you get COVID, it's pretty much it for you." <laughs> Considering what uh, the flu did to me, so I'm not a I'm not going to be a person who says, you know what, if if you don't if you're not vaccinated, and if you're not staying in your basement, then I'm just not attracted to you. Like, like that—that's—that's that's just not the case for me, and I don't think it's the case for most people. I think there are some people who are zealous over this, over this idea of being vaccinated versus not vaccinated, but overall, you know, it's it, this. Will, this will pass. I mean, it's going to be like the flu shot. I mean, how many people ask you, you know, do you get your flu shot when you're when you're dating? I mean, how many times does that question come up? So I think, I think it could be like the end of the year where people stop talking about, oh, I got vaccinated, oh, I'm halfway vaccinated. I, I just don't think it's going to be a permanent thing. Um, go, uh, quote, goes to bars, end quote, wasn't a deal breaker for Russell before, but for many, things like, quote, wearing a mask, end quote, have a shot at the top of their dating must-have list, right up there with, quote, no cheating or, quote, doesn't commit major crimes wow that's well wow. according to austin-based relationship therapist nicole richardson the pandemic has quote forced people to speak more openly about their needs and what they're comfortable with she says uh, that's no small feat uh, my number one deal breaker is lying, says nabila lester a filmmaker and single mom in atlanta after that it's been unsuccessful in your career and men who have kids and don't take care of them lester has added Uh, Lester has added, quote, doesn't wear masks, uh, quote, to her list. And she says she's gotten so skilled at online dating over the last few months that she can tell from, quote, half a text if a guy is worth meeting. Um, I mean, that might be true. Let me ask you guys a question. Most of you, most of my audience is younger, kind of around my age and, and older. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about... You know, do you care if, if someone wears mask? Do you care if someone doesn't wear a mask when it comes to uh, potential romantic relationships? Um, I I I think you guys are like me that you don't really care. Um, but I I really I really I just really don't think that people really care that much because I I mean I've talked to again I talk to a lot of people every single day. You know conservatives especially are tired of lockdowns and masks and even liberals are like eh. some liberals are like yeah you know i think it you know i think we could stop now so i think for the most part people are just i think people just don't care but you know email me and just let me know um because i i could be completely wrong i could I, I could just be in this bubble where you know I, I i think most people don't care um but that's 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 just me I, I don't believe that, I don't believe that, uh, that post-pandemic dating is going to be any worse or any better than it was before, and I, I think that's mostly due to the fact that, I think it's mostly due to the fact that when people were dating before, um, they still had the same... Uh, they still had relatively the same ideas about people and they yeah their 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 standards might have changed a little bit but i I just don't think they've changed that much I think they're I think their standards are gonna rise again um I think people are gonna stop feeling as lonely I think people are gonna you know stop feeling as horny um but you know we're you know we're gonna I, I I just don't think it's gonna be that big of a of a of a difference, but I could be wrong. So that's that's enough of that article. Um okay. So this is from refinery 29com Um and this is from uh, Danny Janae, D A N I J A N A E. Okay. Uh, I'm fat, and that makes using dating apps difficult. I'm a dating app professional. Tinder, on it. Okay, Cupid, got a profile. Lex, I I actually don't know what Lex is. I'm going to, have to look at, I'm going to, have to look into that. I've posted many an ad, uh, but using a lot of dating apps doesn't always translate to finding a partner. In fact, success on dating apps can vary due to a number of factors. Obviously, location. My circles of real life and online lesbian friends often commiserate about the lack of exciting available singles in our area, but studies also show that black women don't fare as well on dating apps as their white or Latinx counterparts. Let me just say this about Latinx. It's, it's such a stupid term. I don't know any Latina or Latina that says that says Latinx. See, again, this is just another word made up by uh, woke white liberals. Okay, this, These studies tend to be limited to... Uh, to heterosexual dating but from personal experience I can say that race definitely factors into how dateable you are perceived to be even as a lesbian for me dating apps are further complicated by another of my identities I'm fat okay um i i've done i do a lot of research on on these topics and it's true um, black women do not fare as well on dating apps uh, they are considered to be the least desirable of uh, of all women, and I have, I have, I can, I can kind of explain why, but I'm not going to focus on that on this episode, I may just have an episode strictly for that, um, but yeah, this, this lady, she has, she has the odds act against her, she has the odds act against her, I mean, um, black women just aren't seen as they're not seen as valuable on the sexual, mar- you know, their marketplace, their sexual marketplace value just isn't as high as, you know, their white or Asian or, uh, you know, Lat- you know, Latina partners, you know. It's, I mean, not partners, but uh, peers. Uh, when I say I'm fat, I'm not fishing for anyone to negate the statement and shower me with compliments. I am fat. I've made peace with that. I actually find myself and women with my body type quite attractive. The problem, however, is other women perceive me and treat me. Is how other women perceive me and treat me. Um. Let me say this: people who say that they've made peace with being fat. I I have this I have this belief that that's not really true. I think they just say that to, to make themselves feel better and to kind of lie to themselves and just rewire their brain into thinking yeah i'm fine I'm, I'm totally cool because what we know is that when people start losing weight they immediately start feeling better about themselves when when a person is is fat you know they th- the worse their body feels they can't sleep they can't move around as well uh, they get tired a lot faster um they're not as you know they're just not as mobile Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things where they say, yeah, you know, I just, you just can't quite do it. And once they start losing the weight, they're like, wow, uh, problems just kind of start to shut off. You know, oh, I'm sleeping better. I can actually sleep through the night. You know, my snoring isn't as bad. Um, I can move around better. I, I, I feel less tired. Um, I feel more attractive. I'm noticing people are looking at me differently. People are finding me more attractive and this is... This is just true it's 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 a fact of life um yeah okay i grew up fat i've always been a bigger girl with the exception of about six years of my life from sophomore year of high school to senior year of college when i struggled with an eating disorder during that time i noticed how well people responded to me as compared to when i was fat teachers who had known me as fat began to listen to what i had to say more even though i lost weight rapidly and dangerously my gym and health teachers Told me they were proud of me all the while teaching units on the threat of anorexia and bulimia. I got attention from both boys and girls, men and women. What I came to learn from my experiences was that my weight was directly tied to my worth. Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot in here that I want that I want to get to. Um. So let me go. Let me go back up up to the top. Okay. Um, teachers, you know. Teachers who had known me as fat began to listen to more what I listened to what I had to say more. Even though I lost weight rapidly and dangerously, my gym and health teachers told me they were proud of me. All the while teaching units on th- on the threat of anorexia and bulimia. L- let me say this about uh, anorexia and bulimia: again, they're absolutely horrible, and you know it's you know nothing nothing to laugh at. But anorexia and bulimia immediately just upend this the idea and the the movement of health at every size that you can be help i mean there, there's there's a little movement that says you can be healthy at every size which is a lie why because when we because again when we talk about anorexia and bulimia it's like we know that how bad it is so it's it's you know it's just it's just a lie to make uh fat people feel better about themselves um I got attention from both boys and girls, men and women. That's true. What I uh that's naturally gonna happen when you lose weight, and again, you don't even if you you don't have to lose like a ton, but once you just start losing, you know, ten pounds and, you know, 15, 20. people notice a difference and they're like, Oh, she's, you know, more attractive. She's yeah, you know, you you you, you just kinda look longer. That's that's very true. What I came to learn from my experience was that my weight was directly tied to my worth. So that that's a that's a statement that's really not. When it comes when it, let me say this, when it comes to the sexual marketplace, um your value is partially tied to your weight. It is. Um it's, and let me say this it's especially true if you're a woman. Why? Because women are again, women are judged based off youth and fertility, youth, beauty, and fertility, and, you know, the number of kids they have, and men are judged on wealth, status, and, uh, uh, usefulness, so men and women are judged differently in, t- in the, uh, in the sexual marketplace, but you aren't any worse, you know, you're not, Overall, you as a person are not less valuable. I just want to say that. I mean, that's you're I mean, you can it, it, it's it's just not it's just not true. When it when it comes to the sexual marketplace, it's true, but outside of that it's like, no, it's not. I struggled with the eating disorder for years without help because many people don't believe that black girls can have eating disorders. Um I I can't really comment on that. I, I don't... I've, ne- I've never heard anyone say that. I, I don't know. Uh, problems like that are deemed, quote, white girl problems, end quote, and dismissed with the flip of a hand and get a reprimand man to get yourself together. There was also the fact that I was a fat black girl. When you're a fat black girl, people don't want to look at you. They are disgusted by you. They prefer that you shrink. Uh, so I did. The only person that said anything untowardly about my weight was one of my older brothers, who concerned... Asked my mother if I had cancer. During my uh, senior year of college, I started eating again. I gained weight, stagnated for a few years, then gained more after I quit smoking and started uh, working mostly at home. Now I'm what everyone would consider fat. Uh, back then, my feelings about my size were, worth, uh, were further complicated by my lesbian identity. I came out as bisexual at 12, after years of sweating when beautiful black women would come on the Will come on screen in music videos. The first lesbians I saw had been the lovely, iconic, mostly white and all thin cast of Showtime's *The L Word*. Uh, watching this show, all I could think was, "That can't be me. I don't look like I don't look like these women." Um. Let me let me go to the next one. What I didn't know was that this invention of the lesb- of the lesbian as white and thin and often rich too was quite new. There are many archival libraries and projects dedicated to preserving lesbian life from the 70s, 80s, and earlier, where pictures of black and brown lesbians, or uh, pictures of black and brown lesbians abound. To some degree, however, our modern understanding of what a lesbian is still has not evolved beyond the stereotype. The L word amplified in 04. When you close your eyes and envision a lesbian, if you think of a thin white woman wearing a flannel shirt and beanie, and driving a Subaru, you're not alone. It's what you've been forced fed by mass media for the last couple of decades. Uh, when I think of a lesbian, that's not what I think of. That's not what I think of. I think of you know uh you know I do let me say that. I I do think about the beanie. Um, I think about, you know, short hair. I don't think about a specific color though, I'm just I'm just gonna be real. And the reason why? Well, and and part of this might have to do with the fact that I'm I'm in California, but I look at a lot of pe- I look at a lot of people, and California is very diverse. I see les I see you know Asian lesbians, Black lesbians, white, Latina, you know I I I, I see yeah I just see a bunch of them. So I'm not sure where this lady comes from, but it is what it is. Uh, The still ubiquitous stereotype often dictates what other lesbians are attracted to. The belief that... No. No. That straight women tend to dress more feminine and gay women dress more masculine, for instance, might lead a young lesbian to describe and even internalize their, quote, type as butch light. Uh, The idea that all lesbians are white and thin permeates a lot of pop culture. I don't know what she's talking about. Uh, Which further distances lesbians who do not fit into these categories. When the lesbians we see in the media look like Ellen DeGeneres or Kristen Stewart, uh, that becomes the coveted type. I won't argue that all young lesbians fall for this trap, but many do. And what does this leave black and brown lesbians? The easiest answer is that we love one another. The city I live in is heavily segregated, however, so my dating options are mostly white <clears throat> or mostly white and mostly thin, making it hard to connect with women who do look like me. Uh, no. No. Um... Let me let me let me be very, very clear. Let me, let me go to this. The still ubiquitous stereotype often dictates what other lesbians are attracted to. That's not true. I mean that's just it is it's not true. Um media let me say this, media can't affect how you think, but there's still biological factors that say, Okay, I'm attracted to this. You know, for you know, for example, I'm I'm gonna take the example of men. Okay. Men, you 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 can put all the fat models that you want. You can put a bunch of huge plus-size models all over the internet on magazine covers and commercials, TV shows. That's not going to change what we're attracted to. Again, most men are attracted to a wide variety of women. But men simply just biologically prefer women who are thinner that's just that's just that's just a biological thing that's that's nothing to do with the media that's not tv how do we know this because back in you know before there was tv before there was magazines before there was any of that men were attracted to skinnier women they just were it's it's a bio- it's a biological attraction so this is from this is from a, uh this is from a study uh the ideal uh, the ideal female body set by women uh, was very similar to the ideal partnership by men, particularly in their BMI. So for women, it was uh, 18.9. Look, listen. The ideal female body set by women was BMI of 18.9. So what is 18.9? So 18.9 that would put you in the normal category of BMI. Okay, so that's because I because BMI it goes from it goes from like 18.5 to 24.9 and that's saying that's normal and that's a wide that's a wide range of bodies. Overweight is anywhere from 25 to 25.9. Um obesity class 1 is 30 to 34.9 and then class 2 is a BMI of 35 to 39.9 and then class 3 is anything above 40. Um yeah, and then the most and listen, listen to this. Uh This, again, proves my point about men. The ideal male body set by by the men, I was very similar to the ideal partner set by the women, BMI of 24.5. This was a lower BMI than the actual BMI, of roughly half of the men, and a higher BMI than the other half. Okay, so, uh, lady, whatever your name is, what is it? Let me see uh, Danny, I, that's, it's, it's just, it's just not true, it's just not true, I mean, girls, again, girls aren't wired the way men are, but there's, there's still a certain body type that they prefer, and it has nothing to do with the media, it's biologically rooted, again, that's, 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 that's kind of what makes the, the, the body positivity movement so laughable, um, because you, you can, you can put, fat women in front of guys all day, you know, when, you know, if they're m- tremendously obese, we're, we're, we're not going to be into them. We're just, we're just not. We're just not. So this, this is just, this is just, you know, a lie. Uh, while I've accepted the way my body looks, and I know that there are people that find me attractive on dating apps, being fat and black comes with the extra work of having to convince someone to be attracted to me. Um, I do get dates from the apps, but I often have to spend a lot of time taking full-body pictures that show just how fat I am so that when I meet a date in person, they don't feel duped or tricked. Sometimes I even have to add a note that I am fat to my profile as an extra layer of precaution. Um, I mean, that, that that makes sense. I personally think all people should have full-body pictures of themselves on on their profile. Why? Because... You, you want to know what the person looks like, because someone can have a really nice face, but their body's just, you know, really not up to par. So, that's really all I... Did. Again, you should, you should go read this. I'm going to put this in the link. I'm going to put this in the uh, source area. But that's really just what I wanted to talk about. Um, dating in the... post-pandemic dating is really... I think we're gonna be fine. I think we're gonna be fine. People who, uh, people who struggled before, um, and let, let me let me say this about dating. Um, dating itself is rough. Dating is hard. Um, it's easier for some than it is for others. Um, but that's that's really just what we are. But let, let me say this to this to uh, the uh, the lady who wrote this, um, there are factors for all, for, you know, all people that may make them more attractive than others, you know, for example, um, being, I'll just say this, being a conservative on a dating app is like, you, you, you might as well just not even have a profile, um, because that's just, that's just how it is. Um, so, you know, I I think, I I think we just have to, you know, really be honest with ourselves. Um, so, let me just say this. Hopefully, uh, for your sake, ma'am, not for, put dating aside. I hope that you lose weight just so that your body... Can can actually be better. So that way your life can can benefit. You know, don't starve yourself, you know, exercise, eat healthier, you know. And that that's really what it is. But but dating dating aside, you should really just say, Okay, you know what? It it is what it is. You you gotta, you know, you gotta be honest with yourself, and you will find that. Again, well, I mean, you've already experienced it, that when you're thinner, you'll be found more attractive. That's just how it is. So, uh hope you guys like that episode, and enjoy this wet Wednesday. <laughs>